This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, both Facebook and Uber in the hot seat for data breaches, California facing off against the feds on net neutrality, Verizon launches the nation's first 5G network, and how a new invention could keep you from having to scrape ice off your windshield in the winter. All this and more coming up. Facebook isn't sure who's responsible for the largest security breach in the country's history. The cyber attack, which exploited three different bugs in Facebook's code, exposed the personal information of nearly 50 million users. Wired Magazine's Nicholas Thompson says this kind of hack is almost impossible to safeguard against. This is a very strange hack in that it didn't happen because of errors on the user's part. And in fact, even if you haven't used Facebook for a long time, it could have happened to you. It happened completely completely indirectly. And so there's nothing you can do. So recognizing this hack was something you personally could not have done anything about even if you tried, he does have some basic security tips that could at least help you deal somewhat with the fallout. You should change your passwords. You should use two-factor authentication. You should have really important information about yourself, like bank information, emails about stuff you care about, in as few places as possible and you should delete them regularly. Delete information that you don't want out there. Meanwhile, there was a big data breach at Uber, and that's resulted in a big legal settlement. CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman has details. Under the settlement agreement, Uber will pay out a total of $148 million, all the result of its failure to report that hackers had stolen the personal information of Uber drivers. Rather than notifying the drivers, as is required by law in California, Uber covered up the breach. Javier Becerra is California Attorney General. All 50 states and the District of Columbia will share in the settlement. The data breach involved around 600,000 Uber drivers. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Ohio got nearly $3 million out of that $148 million settlement, and some of it is going to Uber drivers whose data was stolen. Ohio Attorney General Spokesman Dan Tierney. Each uh, eligible Uber driver will be contacted, and they are eligible to receive a direct payment uh, of $100. Since there were you know, direct victims of the data breach, we thought it was important to make sure that those affected received some direct compensation. But the rest is going to support our consumer protection efforts so that we can do more of these investigations. The Army is also worried about hackers. Jeff Gilbert tells us what they're doing about it. The Army opening a new lab here in the Detroit area aimed at dealing with cyber threats on military vehicles. It really is a persistent threat and it is uh, really kind of the you know, maybe the number one threat to our, our systems in the future. Team leader Dan Newport says as military vehicles become more connected, new vulnerabilities need to be dealt with. We need to defend against uh, uh, malicious attack, and so really our skill set needs to grow, and the technologies uh, that we need to develop in order to defend those systems also need to grow with it. The Army is very interested in automated vehicles, which could potentially move supplies without risking human lives. With the Core Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert. And speaking of cars, Google and Android have partnered with Nissan, Renault, and Mitsubishi. 
a big move toward Android in cars. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. The corporate trio of Nissan, Renault, and Mitsubishi has just made the commitment to largely convert their cars' dashboards to Android for media, navigation, and entertainment. Car makers have always prided themselves on those electronic features, so this is a big change that'll start happening in 2021. Now, many car makers do already offer Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. That allows you to project your phone optionally onto the car's main screen. But this deal goes deeper, replacing the infotainment offerings of the car maker entirely. That means some 10 million cars a year could soon come from the factory with Google Maps, Music, and Google Calendar, and more as standard equipment on the car screen at every startup. Consumers should be happy. One of the most common questions I get is why can't we just have our phone screen be our car's screen? And Google will be happy as this gives them another rich source of data about us and hooks into one of the most important shopping tools of all, the car. But even if your car is high-tech on the inside, you're still going to have to scrape ice off the windshield before you start it in the dead of winter. But maybe one day you won't have to. Jim Shenevy tells us why. If scientists at Virginia Tech have their way, you might be able to toss that scraper away. They found a way to repel ice without heat or chemicals. By building a pattern of tiny grooves into the windshield surface, ice buildup can be reduced by 90%. It works by creating so-called sacrifice ice rows that create low pressure in the surrounding grooves. That sucks the moisture from the air onto the ice row, keeping the rest of the windshield free of frost and ice. The same method could also be used on the aluminum skin of aircraft to prevent icing on the wings. Currently, airlines must use thousands of gallons of antifreeze to prevent ice buildup. Researchers are also exploring other possible applications where snow and ice buildup is a big problem. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. The Trump administration took legal action after California approved the strongest net neutrality law in the U.S. KPIX's Brian Hackney has more. The new state law reinstates rules that were repealed at the federal level. So starting in January, Internet providers here cannot block, slow down, or otherwise hinder people's access to content. They also can't favor some sites over others by charging for faster speeds. The U.S. Justice Department filed a lawsuit calling California's approach unlawful and anti-consumer. And electric automaker Tesla is looking for a new chairman now that Elon Musk has agreed to give up the position for three years as part of a settlement deal with the SEC. More from CBS News' Diane King-Hall. It is part of a settlement deal with the SEC. Musk and Tesla also agreed to pay $40 million to settle a lawsuit alleging Musk misled shareholders about a proposed buyout. The case was triggered by a tweet in August. Musk indicated at the time he had financing to take Tesla private at a price of $420 per share. He didn't. Under the terms of the settlement, Musk can remain SEO. Verizon has launched the nation's first ever commercial 5G broadband internet service. CBS News tech analyst Larry Maggot tells us it will be initially available in parts of Houston, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, and Sacramento. Every several years, the wireless industry ups the ante with a new generation of technology, and the newest is called 5G or fifth generation. Verizon is initially launching 5G for home use in a limited number of cities, but it will also be used for mobile networks as well, 
not just Verizon, but all the major cell phone carriers. So we're going to see a new generation of devices, both for home and mobile use, that should provide faster and more reliable service. Last week, we told you about eBay's new work-from-home customer service operation that was launched right here in Akron. Now, if that sounded good to you and you'd like to get into a work-from-home job, whether it's at eBay or anywhere else, here's a report on how you can make sure you've got what it takes. If you're not working remotely now, there's a pretty good chance you will someday. It might be tomorrow. It might be next year. It might be five or ten years down the line. But someday you'll wake up, have your coffee, and sit down at home to get your job done. And whether you're any good at it or not depends on the habits you develop. Be ready, learn good remote working habits before you need them at remotehabits.com. Here's where remote workers who work remotely tell you what it's all about, the good habits, the bad habits, and the habits you need to ditch before you start. They'll give you their honest experiences, their honest opinions, and their honest advice, ready for you to consider and adapt to your own working situation. Meet them now at remotehabits.com. With Soundbites, I'm Jan Ziff for CBS News. Now, from work to play, bigger is not necessarily always better, especially when it comes to some new video games. Hey everyone, it's Jeff Gerstmann from GiantBomb.com, and I'm here for latest from the world of video games. Nintendo's had great sales success with tiny versions of its consoles, and it was only a matter of time before someone else got in on the act. Cue Sony, which announced a PlayStation Classic this week. The $99 unit looks like a tiny version of the original PlayStation, first released way back in 1995. It has 20 games built right in, including Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, Wild Arms, and Final Fantasy VII. Like the Nintendo units, it doesn't take discs or carts or any other official way to add new games. For more news and reviews from the world of video games, find me at GiantBomb.com. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news. And find more online at WAKR.net.